The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related on today's episode. We're going to do a brief recap over the Bulls win over the Dallas Mavericks and what they can carry into that game tonight into the game against the Atlanta Hawks. We're also going to preview that game and dive into the mailbag with two voicemails. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So as you guys know by now, it's the, the Bulls completely blew out the Dallas Mavericks as they should have. They should have taken care of business against a team missing the leading scorer in the NBA and the player that's fourth in assist overall in the NBA. That's a huge part of the motor that makes that Dallas Mavericks team go. And the Bulls took care of business. I know that's something that's easily said um, and, and, and just to be expected, as it should be expected. You should be able to expect your team to take care of business against an inferior team at that point, missing their best player. Now, the Bulls did do that, but how they did that is the important part of this, right? That's what I want to highlight in this and then talk about how that can carry over into the game against the Atlanta Hawks. The key thing with that, 19 3 pointers in that game we had a voicemail yesterday on the pre-recorded episode from Michael Korn in which he said he would like to see the Bulls attempt at least 30 to 35 threes in a game they did that they hit 19 of those threes now that's it's it I don't want to get to the point of expecting that every single game it's the efficiency in the way that they hit the threes I don't expect them to hit 19 threes every single game but the efficiency take the smart threes right the assist also from this team 33 assists from this Chicago Bulls team Again, Billy Donovan about a week ago, probably two weeks ago, saying he would like to see this team get to the point to where they're averaging 25 to 30 assists per game. They find success in doing those type of things. This team took care of business. They moved the ball. Everybody was a threat. Patrick Williams having 16 points in the game, not something to overlook. All those things playing into what the Chicago Bulls did and did well in the game, that's what you want to see them start building that chemistry and make that just part of how they just play the game of basketball. And if they do that, this is going to be a team that finds way more success than what we had this season. Now, we know that this this Bulls team has, in the reverse of last season, played the tough teams pretty well so far this season. So on top of that, if they can bring in this style of play, right? Not saying to have the same, be able to score 144 points in a game. Nobody's saying that. But the style in which they play, they found success in that. Having, again, six players in double digits in that game, that's that's hard for any team to defend. I talk so often about how Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic, when you have games of both of those players having double-digit uh, rebounds, how it just it's difficult for any team to win a rebounding battle when you play like that. When you move with the ball, move without the ball, move the ball around and get everybody involved in the offense, and you have six players in the, I'm sorry, I was wrong. We had seven players in double digits. When you do that and have that type of attack, it's difficult for any defense to set in on the Chicago Bulls. One of the things that's hurt this team, one of the things that we've talked about here, me and Pat have talked about over on Locked on Bulls, the Bulls offense is very much predictable. So when you move away from that predictability, 
you then see that th- that it's hard for any team to defend us. Whereas sometimes we- we've said it, this team has been easy to defend, easy to guard, and predictable, and that makes it easy for defenses to really set in on the Chicago Bulls. When you look at Patrick Williams being four for five with the three point line, six of ten overall from the field, chipping in sixteen points. Zach Levine, sixteen points. Uh, Io Desumu, seventeen points. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., sixteen points, and Andre Drummond with nine points, also flirting with getting into that. And we had Goran Dragic with fourteen points. When you have that many players scoring in double digits and another one near double digits, it's difficult for any team to guard. Now, again, 144 points, you're not going to see that every night, so it's going to be more difficult to come by. We also, Zach Levine shot the ball well, 7 of 11, but usually you can expect a bigger impact and probably more shots from him. Again, the starters didn't have to have the necessary impact, but that's how you have success with this team. And so, overall, the Bulls took care of business. They got a good win, but they need to keep up that momentum tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Now, Javante Green is questionable yet again. Again, we know that Alice Caruso is out, so look for Io DeSumo to be back in the starting lineup while the Atlanta Hawks are missing three starters. They're missing John Collins, uh, Hunter, and DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is kind of the glue that keeps that team together. So this is another game, and the Atlanta Hawks also on a three-game losing streak, right? So this is another game that we want to see the Chicago Bulls team have big success in and that they can take advantage of a team that is depleted by injuries. And listen, I feel sorry for no team because the Bulls were depleted by injuries last season at times. And again, so... No, no, no easy games for anyone because especially when you have an offensive talent like Trey Young and what he's able to do, you're always they're always a threat, right? And with the Chicago Bulls giving up big games like Devin Mitchell and the things that they've that they did there, you always know that. I said Devin Mitchell. I meant uh, Devin Booker. I just mixed two players in. With Devin Booker in the game, we gave up 50 points. If we give a game like that to Trey Young, you're always going to be able to you know, lose to a team when you can give up that many points to one player. So this Chicago Bulls team is going to have to come in, locked in, give that same effort defensively. The focus, right, the intentionality that this team had on the defensive end against the Dallas Mavericks, that's what we need to see in this game as well. The execution on the offensive end. Not expecting them again to take 34 three-pointers like they did last night. It'll be nice to see if they hit it at the clip. But, but again, the efficiency. The Bulls shooting 63%. In last game, again, not necessarily expecting that same level of efficiency, but efficient offense, moving the ball around, players moving without the ball, allowing Patrick Williams. We saw Patrick Williams play a little point for it last season. We may also see some Dalen Terry in this game. This is would be a really good game to play Dalen Terry about 10 to 12 minutes because, A, especially if the Bulls get out into a big lead with this team missing as many starters as what they are, the Atlanta Hawks, that is, getting to see Dalen Terry a little bit more. Dalen Terry in his only... Um, uh, in, in four minutes in last game, he had a positive plus minus of plus seven, got two assists and two points, right? We, we, you want this team to be able to hold on to lead so we can see, so we can develop Dalen Terry a little bit more at the actual NBA competition level, not just in the G League. But this team, to do that, this team has to take care of business night in and night out. That's what we need to see from the Chicago Bulls team tonight. I hope that we continue in the good vibes and everything, but don't get me wrong. The Bulls are susceptible to allowing a player that has the scoring capability of a Trey Young to go off and that to really dictate the game. If the Bulls keep up that defensive effort, if Io continues his good play against Trey Young like we saw last season, the Bulls are, could definitely get a win tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. And then they start building some of that momentum that we've seen. If they have success playing this type of game, that's where you see it become second nature. Right now, the Bulls' second nature when they face some adversity is still to default to DeMar DeRozan, ISO ball, and watching him play. 
As players build more confidence in this style of play, moving the ball around, being ready to go, as they develop that, that will then become their bull's second nature. And as that becomes their second nature, you're going to see a team that has way more success at, at this next part of the season than what they did at the beginning of the season. So going into that, a lot of positive vibes for this team. Let's hope that they continue to build on that. But that's all being said. Let me know what you guys think about the Dallas game. What are some of your expectations coming to this game against Atlanta? But now we got to move on. It's the weekend. It's Sunday. So you know our weekend episodes are always mailback episodes. We're going to jump into the mailback. This first one, this one's from Mark. What's going on, guys? Just a little food, uh, food for thought, Bulls fans. The Bulls are 11 and 14, three games under 500 after the first 25 games of the season while playing the second toughest schedule in the NBA so far. I want to avert our attention back to last year's second half of the season, which was not fun. I think we all can agree. The Bulls played the toughest schedule in the second half of last season while finishing, finishing 12 and 25, 13 games under 500, and headed into the playoffs in disarray. I think we all can agree with that also. And we all know what happened in the playoffs. It was not good. I think this season is set up to be totally reversed from last season. Guys, I really believe that, and here's why. Now, I'm not saying this is this to guarantee anything, but I'm saying if we can stay healthy, if we can get Lonzo back, and we can make any kind of major move at the trade deadline, this team can surprise a whole lot of Bulls fans. I think we, I think we can recall how we all felt at the end of last season when we lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. And I think, <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> I think how we feel right now, the Bulls are 11 and 14. I think there should be call for optimism. Reason being, the Bulls played one of the easiest schedule of the first half of last year's season and finished at 38 and 12, 16 games over 500 last year, guys. The Bulls have one of the easiest schedules this year going down the stretch, and we are yet to see what the record can be. Should we believe that the Bulls can play well like they did last year's uh, record? I mean, last year when we had one of the easiest uh, schedules? I think so. The Bulls are a better team with the additions of Drummond and Gorns than we were last year, and that's before we get Lonzo back. Now, I'm not guaranteeing anything, guys, again. But hopefully, the Bulls can take advantage of this easy schedule going down the stretch, play well going down the stretch, be healthy down the stretch, and go into the playoffs feeling totally different than we did last year. If all holds true, then who knows what could happen. Just a little food for thought, guys. What you guys think? And this is why I call Marvin Marvin the motivator because it, he's on point with this, right? The Bulls are set up to have a reverse of, of what they had last season, and that is having an easier schedule. The Bulls have the second easiest schedule left in the NBA. And because of that, they could very well go on a run, whereas the end of last season and after the All-Star break last season, it was struggle for the Chicago Bulls. They have weathered the storm of the beginning part of this season, and in that weathering, they beat the better teams, whereas last season, they couldn't beat the better teams. Yes, they've lost games that they shouldn't have lost, and I understand that that's frustrating for all fans to see. I don't want to take away from that. But when you factor in the, the fact that the Bulls now have an easier schedule, the three games under 500, they on top of that, they've already played the better teams in the NBA experience the thrill of march madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home 
Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Pretty close and tight and won some of those games. I absolutely agree with Marvin that the Bulls could be set up to have a reverse of how they ended last season. And if they do that, again, then they ride some momentum going into the playoffs. God forbid, as as Marvin um, uh, uh, kind of talked about there, is that if we do get Lonzo Ball back on top of that towards the end of the season, I'm still not expecting Lonzo to play the season. But if he does come back... You're talking about a Chicago Bulls team that in that case is riding so much positive momentum that it could be a completely different outlook heading into the playoffs and what we headed into the playoffs last season. You want to see this team try to build that momentum if and when they can. And if that comes to fruition for the Bulls, it's going to be a dangerous, dangerous second half of the season for the Chicago Bulls. And they can look like a, so much of a, of a better team and a more consistent and coherent team than what they've looked like so far this season. But let me know what you guys think on Marvin's voicemail and the concept that are the Bulls set up to have a reverse of last season where they find lots of success in the second half of the season and then go into the playoffs riding some momentum. Let me know what you guys think about that one down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Ricky Carroll. What up, Hayes? Ricky Carroll. How you doing, bro? I'm sitting here watching your broadcast, podcast, however y'all sit there. And Hayes, I want to tell you something. I ain't told you nothing wrong yet. But Mark Rosa and Zach Levine ain't that alone. If you sit there and just watch, go over your, look, let watch the last quarter. And it kind of pissed me off. Mark Rosa had the ball hit when you look Zach way. He passed it, but Zach was open. And Zach was a winter. When Zach got the ball, he didn't look Mark way. Mark Rosa way. He passed the ball and took over, man, both on here, but they wouldn't pass each other. That ain't good, man. If you, if you watch, they don't give each other five on the free throws. If, if you sit there at the end of the game when they was on the bench, Zach and, uh, Booch was laughing and talking and somebody under the Michael was just sitting there like he was so damn disappointed, man. He was disgusting and discouraged. He was just sitting there. It wasn't no, they should have been happy they blowing them out. But Michael Wilson had the most ungrateful look on his face, man. They, they, they all should have been laughing and up giving each other five and everything. 
And Marjorie Rocha just sitting there like by himself, man, like he was disgusted. That ain't good, bro. And I'm going to tell you something else. That's Billy's fault. Billy be calling that ISO ball, bro. He done did it a few times, and if you just pay attention, like, oh, what James this? Anyway, I'm going to hurry up get cut off. One of those games, I get it back and give it to you. Zach was pissed off because Billy was calling that. And then Billy called a play for Zach, and they found Zach shot a wild jump shot because he was pissed off by that ISO ball. When the coach tell you to do something, you do it. I don't care who you are. If, 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 you, if, if Billy got up there and tell uh, Al to run that same stuff that he be telling, Marjorie Russell, you got to do it. But the only dumb thing about that, every damn body that's watching TV know what's going to happen. He's going to get double up. And for the ropes, they give up the damn ball sometimes, okay? But like I said, that's on Billy, man, some of that stuff. But they need to work it out, bro. Pay attention to the end of the game. Look over again. Watch the fourth quarter and see how they act between one another. Like I'm saying, I don't care if nobody hit us but you. Peace. All right, and Ricky Carroll does what I think a lot of sports fans do, right? And that is look for storylines where there isn't any. It's like DeMar and Zach get along. That's not even a question. They get along. Now, if you want to have the conversation of are they the best fit together on the court, that is definitely a conversation to have. That's one that we had here. But no, I actually looked it up. Zach and DeMar actually passed to each other. Now, it doesn't lead to assists, but they passed to each other kind of equal to, to ball-dominant um, duos in the NBA. So, no. And talk about all on the sideline. I'm sorry, Ricky Carroll. I love you. And you're one of the biggest supporters here. But I think you're looking for a storyline that there just is not a storyline in. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine get along. That's not the issue. Some of the issue in question the marks around them is do they fit together long term? It's the best version of the offense that is also going to get you development from your young players. Does that involve DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine out there together? I talked about it before. When the Bulls went on a run against the Washington Wizards, DeMar wasn't on the court. He just wasn't on the court. So there, there is some, some truth to the fact of wondering how this long-term fit with DeMar and Zach are going to work out. But as far as them getting along, I'm sorry, brother. I can't get with you on that one. And you you said you started it off by saying you haven't left. No, you've led you you've said some wrong things quite a bit. Um, so no, I I I I don't think I don't believe in that. Now I do think that to your point, you talked about Billy Donovan. It is some of this is on Billy Donovan as well. When you have a team that necessarily doesn't always have the best fit together, you you want to have a head coach that kind of just evens everything out. And the Bulls don't necessarily have that. And that has been a problem for this team at this early part of the season. And let's hope that 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 improves somewhat for a team that needs it. They just need it. They need it. That's that's basically what it boils down to. All right, let's get into this last voicemail today. This one is from the seven seven three. Hey, what's the word? AKA, you know, this going Auntie Teresa, whatever you want to call me. Hey, good game last night. I don't do a fuck what the media talking about. What nobody's talking about. Yeah, they saying we won because look on. Hey, Luke didn't play. That was Dallas business. They ain't had nothing to do with Chicago. Hey, the Bulls came out aggressively playing, passing that ball, sharing the ball. Billy coaching it was fine. His rotation was looking good. But, hey, Billy, when we up 30, 40 points, bro, come on. Take your stars out, bro. You got to stop doing that shit. That shit don't make sense. That shit don't make no sense. Let Terry get some time on the floor. Put your bench in. But other than that, we won. But, hey, we got haters right now. I don't give a fuck what nobody's talking about. The Bulls bust their ass. We need it. They win. Hey, we 2-0. Hopefully we can go 3-0 right now. But, hey, these last, last couple games, the Bulls definitely going to seven old run. We, the way we've been playing, if we continue playing the way we playing, it will be hard to beat us. I'm telling you, if they stay like this, really stay coaching like this, his rotation stay like this, and everybody stay sharing the ball, and there was no selfishness on the, on the floor last night. Everybody was involved because we white. 
but you know he'll get it together. How about Io stepped up? Demar, he ain't played ISO ball at not last night. Hey, everybody touched that ball. Everybody got the ball. Hey, everybody. Hey, we had seven players double figures. Hey, let's. Hey, this is what I like to see. This is what I've been crying about. This is what I'm talking about. We got to come out here playing like this every night. I don't give a fuck what team y'all think that's weak. There's 14, 15. I don't give a fuck. We got to play that ass like we playing Golden State from there, but I don't care. We got to play like this every night until the season over with. I'm telling you, we got to play like this every night until playoffs come. But other than that, I like what I've seen. Good rotation, good coaching. Hey, everybody sharing the ball. Everybody talking to one another, helping one another on defense. Hey, this one I'm talking about. Hey, dream work makes the dream work, baby. This is what I'm talking about. Fuck the haters, fuck that one. We bust our ass. Y'all got your ass with last night. We bust our ass. All right, haters. I'm going to continue watching this football game. I'm going to let you do you. All right, and that one is from my auntie, Teresa, a.k.a. Goon, one of my favorite people around here. I'm just going to jump off from where you left off on. Could the Bulls go on a 7-0 and run? Could they do that? And what would that? How would that dictate and change the outlook of the season? How would that change how Bulls fans feel about the season? If the Bulls do win out this next set of games, you are you are possibly looking at a team then that is not just at five hundred, but is then that is then would be I think two games above five hundred, and that could also put them in the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, depending on what other teams win out, lose out, things like that. I've said this before. When you look at it, they already won two games. Atlanta could definitely be a dub. We have two games at home against the New York Knicks. Those could be dubs. That's a five-game winning streak right there if they're able to win out those games. That would then put the Chicago Bulls at 400 if they're able to win those next three games. Then you look at Minnesota, also missing Carl Anthony Towns. Boom, you're one game over 500. We've already beat Miami, so there is some thought and, and consideration that we could Continue. We could beat them again. If that does happen, boom, then you're two games over 500. Then we have Atlanta again, who's still possibly going to be missing three of their starters, if not two of them, just by the timeline. So then, boom, you're then three games over 500. Then we play in New York. Again, a winnable game for the Chicago Bulls. So I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination I'm predicting the Bulls to win out because just when you look at the NBA, the, the parity around, that, uh, around the league right now and everything, any team can win at any night. But even if the Chicago Bulls can go above 500 in that next set of games, in that next six games, seven games, if over the next seven games, the Bulls can go four and three, right? Let's just say they go four and three. At that point in time, the Bulls then would be, they'd be a little bit slightly under, under 500 still. They'll be at that point, they'd be, um, they'd be. 15 and 17 right so still two games below 500 but then still keep in mind we still have an easy schedule after the game against new york you got houston which while a young scrappy team a talented team isn't winning a lot of games you got milwaukee that's going to be a tough game then you got detroit and then cleveland and cleveland and brooklyn and philly as that schedule gets tougher again for a little bit towards the beginning of january what i want to see is i want to see the bulls above 500 by the time we face the milwaukee bucks on december 28th if they can be above or at 500 by then you're looking at the rest of the season really after that next stretch of all playoff teams it gets so much easier for the Chicago Bulls at the end of January going into February so this this is why I've been saying this season is not over by any stretch while some of the more pessimistic Bulls fans were saying it was all over it was all done it was it was time to throw in the towel and rebuild that story has not yet been written for the Chicago Bulls and there's still a lot of games left to play for this team but that is it for today's episode 
So far, right? Well, today's episode right now, we still will have our pregame, our halftime hangout, and postgame live streams all tonight for the Bulls versus the Atlanta Hawks. So make sure you're tuned in and subscribed to get to there. Make sure you're also following the show on every social media platform at Bulls Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail to sound off, like you heard the voicemails on this mailbag episode, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related and like I liked in every episode on go Bulls love you guys and see red y'all peace this has been a presentation of the break break media, media.